Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So let's rock it. My name is Jason Hammer. Guy Relford, the gun guy, is here. Chris Hammer, El Presidente, is here. Big Nige is out. And gentlemen, I'm looking out the window. It's a beautiful, sunny day in Indianapolis. And Guy, apparently, this is the perfect weather to go down to the Indiana State House and try to lobby for sex being taught to young children. Right, because it's oppressive. It's oppressive. If I can't have my grade school kid, my kindergarten kid, go to school and 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 learn about homosexuality and, and any number of other sexual activities in grade school or kindergarten, that makes me oppressed. That upsets me. That make, makes me want to go downtown on a beautiful afternoon and protest my state legislature. House Bill 1608 was at the Indiana legislature today. The General Assembly hearing House Bill 1608, and the galleries filled up early, Guy. You had people lined up early, camping out, tailgating, and what this bill is, is this bill would prohibit teaching anything sex-related to students in kindergarten through third grade. And somehow, this has turned into Indiana's Don't Say Gay Bill. Yeah, and, and, and I'm trying to get my head around the idea that, that I wake up in the morning and I'm upset about this bill. And, and for me to be upset about this bill, what does that mean my agenda has to be? I, what, what, was, must, what must my agenda be if I'm upset the grade school kids aren't going to be taught about sex? I, I don't understand what the motivation is or what, what, or, or what ca- would cause someone to actually be upset about what this thing is saying. Kindergarten through third grade here. We're not yeah. talking about students in Chris's grade. He's a high school senior where you can start to have those discussions and you know at the high school level, all right. We're talking about young children, kindergarten through third grade. This bill would prohibit talking about straight sex, gay sex, whatever you want to talk about. It's turned into what they tried to do in Florida because they tried to hijack that by saying it's the don't say gay bill, yeah, wh- even though that never- say appeared at any point in that bill and the word gay never appears anywhere in this bill well that's a good point and that's why i shouldn't have even just mentioned homosexuality because it's about any sexuality uh, what what whatever it might relate to and so uh, again i don't get what the agenda is to be pushing this or to be upset that this bill would prohibit uh, talking to kids that young about sex. I just don't understand what the motivation is. This bill would also require schools to get parental permission for a pronoun change. Okay? So let's just for one moment say that for whatever reason, your kindergartner through third grader, you want them to have different pronouns. I know it's a separate discussion altogether, but just play with me here. Let's just say that's a thing that your child is interested in. The school now has to get the parents' permission. And people are upset about this, too. Right. And again, uh, what's what's the driving force? 
right? Because it, all we're saying here is that a parent ought to be involved in what could be one of the most life-changing decisions a kid will ever make, right? To be able to say, you know what? I don't want to be a him anymore. I want to be a her. Or I don't want to be a her anymore. I want to be a him. Or I want to be a it or a she or whatever it is they decide to do. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm all for, for getting kids autonomy at an early age about teaching them to be self-sufficient. But kindergarten through third grade making that kind of a decision? Right. And the bill simply says, can we have the parents involved in making this decision? And that actually upsets people. I don't get it, Jason. It's a complete mystery to me, other than if there's an agenda here, and you hate to go straight to the indoctrination word, right? The grooming word. But that's where you start leaning if someone's upset about simply involving a parent in that kind of a life-changing decision. I'm wondering how many people that showed up at the state house today, and a couple of them were thrown out. According to Tony Kennett, who follows this stuff closer than anybody and follows it better than anybody, a couple people were thrown out for being ridiculous down there today. I wonder how many of these people have actually read the bill. Right. Not just the protesters, maybe media members too. Because when it was in Florida, there was a lot of media members that carried the water for the it's the don't say gay bill, even though that never, that word never appeared in the bill. Well, it comes back to your original point, which is dead on, which is how many people just read a headline in their newspaper or, or they hear somebody screaming on the sidewalk and they never actually go into the Indiana General Assembly website, some, somewhere I visit three or four times a day, and open the actual bill up and see what it does and doesn't do. And, you know, Jason, I testify over the General Assembly all the time. I've done it half a dozen times already this year. Hell, I spent half my life during the session down there last year trying to get constitutional carry passed, I testify a lot. Invariably, when I testify in committee, before it's a Judiciary Committee or the Education Committee, which I've already testified in front of this year, um, uh, public policy, whatever it might be, I spend half my time explaining to the legislators themselves, not the public, the legislators, what a given bill does and doesn't do. Because invariably, they're confused. Isn't that kind of sad? It, it, it is a little sad. Now, half of it is ignorance, just not understanding or not or, or being too lazy to go in and really and I understand they have a lot of bills there's a lot going on right. you know it's easy for me to concentrate on those bills that I'm you know interested in and that are important to me and they have a lot more things to look at so I'll, I'll give them that so part of it is innocent arrogance but the other part of it is an agenda it, it, it's being deliberately obtuse and saying well I know what the thing actually says but I'm going to misportray it to say it does something it really doesn't do because that's the best way to kill it which is to cause that kind of confusion that's what we bad in constitutional carry every uh, for months, for years. If people can well, constitutional carry, let anybody carry a gun anywhere, anytime. And I just stand there and for, for hearing after hearing after hearing refute that. That's what's going on on this bill, too, where we have to go in and we have to explain to people what the damn bill does and what it doesn't do. Well, so far, score one for the good guys. This passed the Education Committee in a 9-4 to four vote. So that's the latest on House Bill 1608. It has passed the Education Committee in a 9-4 to four vote. To put this into March Madness terms, survive in advance. <laughs> what we like to do on Mondays here on this program is give you a recap of the crime numbers that have taken place here in Indianapolis. Since Friday... Friday through Sunday, and that's what we consider the weekend around here. At least 13 people shot, three killed, which brings us to a homicide total of 35 in just 50 days. And right now, Indianapolis significantly outpacing Chicago in homicides per capita. And when 
I decided I wanted to talk about this. I looked around the studio here, and everybody in here has got some sort of story about crime in Indianapolis, specifically downtown. Guy, we've talked about your situation a lot, the lunatic that tried to accost you when you were walking over here. Chris, your friend actually got shot at. Correct. Whoa, I haven't heard this story. Uh, Yeah, about a couple months ago, my friend uh, was hanging out with some of his other friends downtown, just having a good time. And when he was walking back to his car, just got caught up in a crossfire of somebody and got shot in the leg. Oh, he he, actually got shot? Yeah, he did. Oh, my God. He's in a boot right now. He's... uh, he didn't die. He's uh, recovering right now, but he's in a boot. Yeah. He's in crutches. Um, yeah, just walking back to and his This car. is like you, a, a high school senior. Yeah. Oh, yes. my God. And was downtown not doing anything shady, just, nope. you know, doing high school guy stuff, hanging out with your buddies and yep. stray gunfire. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about Indianapolis right now. You could be doing everything right. We, how many stories have we talked about here where gunfire has gone through somebody's window and hit somebody? It's a mess right now. And as bad as we think Chicago is, I want you to think about this. Per capita, Indianapolis is destroying Chicago in terms of crime and homicide rate right now. But if you ask the mayor, he's going to do a victory lap. We just saw that. We just saw that at the beginning of the year. And, you know, and how sad is that? You know, we're lifers, right, for this area, everybody here. Um, you know, I grew up in this area. I came downtown a ton as a, as a kid growing up. Uh, I remember, man, my, my little kid and my parents would bring me downtown and see the animatronics and whatnot. I mean, the old school animatronics. It was something really special. Yeah, like in the airs and the blocks, windows, and go up right. to the tea room, right, <laughs> and have a sandwich. And that was like, that was living big, man, coming down here from the north side. And, uh, you know, how many families are going to be willing to do that with what's going on in Indianapolis right now? That that literally makes me sad. It makes me tremendously sad that, that the leadership in this city has allowed that uh, to happen, that the, 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 the city's been allowed to deteriorate to that degree. It's heartbreaking to me. And they almost denied that it's happening. That's oh, yeah. the thing. Like, nobody wants to address it because it might be unacceptable to certain voter bases in the city if you really get tough on repeat offenders. And that's disgusting and it's gross. And Chris, I know we got to hit a break here, but just in your lifetime, from when you've been old enough to come downtown with me, walk into Pacer games, going to Colts games, uh, just walking around and hanging out, how has downtown changed from your perspective? You're 18 years old in the last five, six years. Uh, it's changed dramatically because we, we go to a lot of Pacers games and I can remember like when I was way younger walking into Pacers games, walking from Monument Circle to the Fieldhouse. Downtown used to be clean. It used to be awesome to come down here, but now you see a lot more uh, uh, fence put up all over the place. There's a lot more homeless people around everywhere, and you just hear about all the crime that's happening. It's changed dramatically in my lifetime.